Welcome back to the Plugin for More podcast. Mike and I are here to talk to you because you're going to be surprised. Bryant is on vacation again. Again. He never he never is home. It it must be nice. No? No. No, I don't. Yeah, I got nothing else to say about him. Um, I think what we do need to talk about, though, is we have a very special guest that's coming on later. And there's a big giveaway. Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. I mean, we don't need to be super secretive about it because it is within the podcast, Mike, but uh, Shakaya Cooper, who is a program associate with Generation 180. Uh, Generation 180 is a nonprofit national organization that's really geared towards uh, trying to foster a mindset towards sustainable energy. And part of it is EV adoption. So they spend a lot of time working with a different group of stakeholders trying to educate and inform and following a lot of the same message that we do here at the podcast as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great conversation. Can't wait for everyone to listen to it. So Mike, you just took a, a trip in your ribbing recently and it did really well on range. Can you tell me about it? Yeah. So we took a trip that was about two hours and 30 minutes away from our house. Um, it was normally 55 mile an hour road. So it wasn't, you know, highway, you know, true like expressway driving, but more just highways. Um, and then got to our destination, took another hour and a half just driving around town, doing different errands and that sort of thing, and then came back another two and a half hours. Um, that whole trip is about um, 340 miles or so as far as what we drove. And um, before the trip, and we're used to Teslas, and Teslas typically will overstate their range a little bit. You'll get in and then it'll say, you know, you've got X number of miles left. And then as you start going and you, you know, drive normally, you'll see that starts dropping a little bit until it gets to a steady state, but it's really never going to give you the full amount that you expect it to. Um, and that's really something that's frustrated my wife and I over the years with the Rivian. However, um, we put it in conserve mode, which is the, the eco-friendly, get the most range mode for that vehicle. If I could, is that yeah. synonymous with the Kia EV6 and old man mode? Is that the same thing? Uh, not necessarily. Oh, okay. A little bit, but it's still, it's two-wheel drive versus four-wheel drive, gotcha. and it's still like almost 400 horsepower, so no, it's not really old man mode, but... Okay, well, um, Brian's not here to defend himself, so he's I know. So let's just yeah, it's it's definitely better than old man mode. However, what I will say with this trip is we put it in conserve mode, and the vehicle showed about three hundred and forty five miles of range when uh, when when leaving our house. We got a three hundred and forty five miles of range. Then I, as we rolled into the driveway, I still had another wow. thirty miles or so, um, and so it did really really well. We were a little bit worried that with all that driving, we were going to have to find a place to charge. We wouldn't, you know, make it back in time, just because we, you know, we were a little bit short on uh, the time for the afternoon. But that thing overperformed really, really well. Um, I, you know, I was careful on how I was driving, and but it wasn't anything out of the norm. Um, mm. I wasn't just sticking exactly, you know, um, at the speed limit every moment of of my day, and I wasn't taking off from 
um, stoplights very, very slowly. So again, just very, very impressed with that car and that truck and um, the headlights that uh, they looked awesome the whole time, Tom, I know you're a big fan. So I want to make sure you are <laughs> aware of, they looked good the whole, whole trip. I am skeptical of that, but I'm happy for you. Well, I, I appreciate that. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, other big news is the continued NACS adoption. It's huge news. Um, more and more manufacturers have signed on. So originally we looked at you know Ford and GM, and now it's just gone to Polestar, Volvo, which is a parent company, you know, kind of a parent company. Um, it's just gone on and on and on. And so now even Electrify America, as of yesterday, as of this recording has said that they are going to have the NACS adapter or plug on, on their chargers. And that, so that's not only new, but also existing. And so that's a big deal. Um, and so for the, the folks out there with Teslas that can use CCS um, chargers right now, looks like that's going to open up to you without even having to have an adapter, which is cool. Because um, those adapters are pretty heavy. There's another thing to carry in your yeah. car one extra thing to break. Um, and frankly, the way those things hang off the car doesn't give me a ton of confidence that someone's not going to try to rip them off or something. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a really, really good thing. It just opens up the whole network for more and more people. Um, I'm excited. One thing I will say, and Tom, I'm curious on what your thoughts are on, on this and what the manufacturers are going to do, but with the charge ports being in different locations on all these different vehicles, that's going to get kind of messy unless there's longer cables for these chargers because you've got Tesla, which is on the driver's um, rear quarter, and then other vehicles like the Rivian's on the driver's front quarter. Um, and it's, to make that work, you're going to either be blocking a lot of these charging stalls, how they're currently configured, um, and making some people angry, especially as more and more people use these superchargers. So I think that's going to get kind of interesting uh, over the next little bit here once this actually gets rolled out. Most of these manufacturers are saying not until the spring of 2024 um, right. will they have that. And it looks like there's going to be adapters that come out that get sold. Hmm. And my, I'm betting these adapters are going to have a long cable that will okay. allow it to, to work. If not, it's going to be a, a weird traffic jam with these chargers. And I'm not sure how big of a difference it makes because I, I imagine pulling into, uh, say, a supercharger with my Mach-E where my charging port is on the front driver quarter panel. So I'm just going to pull in nose first as opposed to the Tesla that's backing in. Well, know. if yours is on the front corner or the, the driver's um, front corner, yeah. um, which that's like a same thing as a um, Audi e-tron um, and some others. You what you because the on the current superchargers the cables are so short, you would actually have to pull in to the right stall, and you'd be blocking another stall. Oh, okay, so, yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, and this is the same thing with the Rivian, where that thing is at, you'll be blocking, you'll be charging, mm -hmm. not just taking up one stall, but you're taking up two because you'll yeah. have the one that you're plugged into and of course blocking another one. So yeah, it'll get interesting. And I guess maybe that changes with time too, where maybe they give a little bit more length of cord and maybe there's just a little bit wider areas, kind of like you think a gas station, you've got plenty of cars that the gas 
filling is on the driver's side, someone's on the passenger side. Like it's all people figure it out. Yeah, I think it, again, I think like from a process standpoint, the only way I can see it really working in a short term by the spring of 24 is if they do a longer adapter because yeah. to change 12,000 supercharging cables in six months or eight months, that's going to be tough to do sure. just logistically. Yeah, so, of course. Um, but yeah, big, big news. I mean, I think that should make a lot of people really, really happy. You're listening to the Plug In For More podcast. If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, look no further than EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle. Shakea, welcome to the show. Can you tell us about your role with Generation 180 and, and what exactly you're doing? Yes. Thank you for having me, Tom. Um, so I have been with Generation 180 for about a year now. I work closely with our program director, uh, Stuart Gardner, and we really work, focus on EV adoption and, and accelerating that. And so we do it in many ways. We work with an EV ambassador network group, which can make up EV owners, EV curious individuals, EV advocates. We really focus on that consumer education. And so adding those real life human element stories to the conversation. Um, it gives that opportunity for individuals that may be in the market to transition to EVs, may not be in the market just yet, kind of on the fence. It gives them that opportunity to kind of sit down with individuals and really ask questions that you may not get to ask at a dealership or you may not get to ask of a car manufacturer. Um, and so we're really pushing that narrative and working on getting everyone to make that transition to EVs, especially individuals that drive. Cool. Now, Generation 180 is a nonprofit organization. And yes. as a whole, what is their their mission and their goal? Yes. So we are actually a national nonprofit. Um, and our mission is to inspire and equip individuals to take action on clean energy. Um, and we definitely lean into um, working on shifting the current climate narrative, right? So generally that's doom and gloom and we move away from that doom and gloom to yeah. one of those like clean energy actions um, by helping give people tools and information um, to take actions in their homes and communities. And so those can look different for everyone um, across the board. So Shakea, what type of things is Generation 180 trying to do to achieve these goals that they have? Um, yes. So we, you know, we lead the national, we lead uh, two national education campaigns that focus on accelerating electric transportation um, and solar to help ad um, address the biggest sources of climate harm and emissions. Um, and so our work is really rooted in myth busting and positive storytelling and equipping individuals as clean energy ambassadors. Um, and so, for example, um, I know I spoke about my Electrify Your Ride campaign. And so that's really working to speed up the EV adoption by educating people about the benefits of driving electric. Um, and so we do definitely believe in the power of people. Um, and we also empower EV owners to become ambassadors in their communities. And so, for example, this past spring, um, we had a comedian that works with our climate comedy cohort group, which is with our comms team. Um, and he did a fun kind of real, real type of video and it's called breaking up with your mechanic. 
Um, and the example that it's pushing is that once you transition to an EV, you no longer have to do those oil changes or you no longer mm. have to go in as often for um, repairs on the car because it's very minimal moving parts in the car once you have transitioned to an electric vehicle. And it was really funny because he's like on the phone and talking to his mechanic and he's saying like, you know, this has been a great relationship for 20 plus years, but you know, I'm never, I'm no, no longer going to see you as often. And the mechanic is like, I'll see you next month for your oil change and change. And he's like, no, you won't <laughs> see me for oil change um, because it's just things like that or instances like that. You just no longer have to do once you transition um, to an EV. Okay. And what kind of feedback are you guys getting? We hear a lot of positive feedback about our campaigns, um, especially because we're spreading the good news about climate and focusing on incredible opportunities um, and really pushing that momentum around clean energy. Um, I think that it's the most inspiring thing is that we offer um, the angle that everyone plays a part, no matter mm. how big or small it is, right? And so it can be things as big as transitioning to an EV or things as big at, or or not as small or as big, but things of like, well, I made this change inside my home, right? I, I changed the light bulbs that I use mm -hmm. or updated my water heater or I bought an induction stove. Um, so it doesn't have to be um, clean energy actions as big as transitioning to an EV, which is great, but you can have these other work up actions in the meantime. Um, and there's so much excitement around clean energy right now. And so we find that more and more people are switching to electric vehicles or they're switching to solar or they're making those clean energy updates, um, upgrades at home. And so we get a lot of, we get a lot of questions about EVs and we spend a lot of time helping people understand those facts. Um, and especially equally with um, solar questions around, you know, our Solar for Schools campaign. Um, and then we're definitely kind of spreading into being able to answer more of those questions around the clean energy upgrades at home and what that means for your everyday American. Good stuff, Shakea. Now, can you tell me about your journey towards EV ownership and where you're at in the process? Yes, definitely. So I don't currently own an EV just yet. Um, but once I'm in the market to purchase a new car, my next car will be an EV. So I actually have signed our Going Electric Pledge, which is super exciting. Um, and I can tell you a little bit more about that. It's, it's a national pledge. And essentially, it's for um, individuals that are pledging that their next car or truck will be an EV. Um, and you don't have to buy it tomorrow. You don't have to buy it two months from now or even five years from now. Just whenever you're in that market to purchase an EV, uh, in that market to purchase a car, your next car will be an EV. Um, and so that's kind of where I am in my journey is I see a lot of like brands out there that I'm super interested in. And so when I'm in the market um, to buy one, I'm, I'm kind of got, I got a little wish list, right? Like this is my top <laughs> car and then this is a backup and this is another backup if that doesn't work out. So I'm definitely excited and even more excited to see even more brands come out in 2024. Cool. Well, what is your top car? I kind of like the Range Rover that's supposed to come out in 2024. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you that. That's a good one. I just was worried we were going to say Rivian with those goofy headlights. I don't know if you listen no. to our podcast at all, but I always make fun of Mike <laughs> and his Rivian and his goofy headlights. And he's not here no. to defend himself for this. So I just want to throw that in there real quick. <laughs> no. um, but no, they're, they're all good trucks. Um, yes. Cool. And then one thing I, I'm aware of that 
I've entered for it, but there's a F-150 Lightning giveaway coming yes. soon. Tell us yes. about that. So that. So the National Gorn Electric Pledge overall is exciting, but the most exciting component is that when you sign the Gorn Electric Pledge, you are entered into a sweepstakes um, for, your chan- for a chance to enter and win a Ford Electric F-150 Lightning. Um, and one of the things that's been really exciting this summer since we launched it in May was that we partnered with Reverb and the Dave Matthews Band. And so we've been able to take this concept on a summer tour with them and really just share information and encourage people to sign the National Born Electric Pledge, Um, especially because the Dave Matthews Band is doing 42 concerts across the country. So since it is national, we're being able to hit a lot of those states that we may not, you know, otherwise hit before. And so really just getting that word out there um, about the pledge. Great. So now if someone wants to enter to win the F-150 Lightning and go and do your pledge, where can they find you guys at? The website is goingelectricpledge.org. Um, and that's how they can get there and sign the pledge. There is opportunities to get additional entries. So once you once you sign the pledge, that initial entry, then you can do things like share it on social media, um, share it with your family and friends, and those get you additional entries. So definitely sign the pledge. Um, it's happening now until September 30th. Perfect. And for our listener, I'll make sure that we've got that link in the show notes of this episode. So it'll all be there and it'll be on our socials as well to share. Shakay, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us or sit down with me and talk about Generation 180 and the vision you guys are bringing. And I think it's something that aligns nicely with the podcast and wish you guys the best of luck with what you're doing. Thank um, you. Thank you. I'd like to give you a chance to plug Generation 180 one more time with socials, website, make sure that the listener is uh, getting all the info they need to find you. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Um, our website is generation180.org. Um, and, you know, before we go, just one more reminder, sign that National Born Electric Pledge you have until September 30th. Um, and that website is goingelectricpledge.org as well. Um, so definitely check us out and and learn about other programs we have and other fun things that we're going to have in the works for the summer and into the fall. Great. It was so nice to meet you and thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you for listening to plug in for more. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, eviuniverse.com. Until next time.